Hello, I'm Laura Robertson, and I want to welcome you to the Women in the Workplace podcast. We hope that these recordings of our previous gatherings can be a source of encouragement and inspiration for you and help you grow in your leadership while bringing some insight into our community. All right, so I am going to try to introduce our speaker today without crying. I am a crier, but I am so blessed to introduce Cookie Wilson to everyone today. So it's funny. She has, I have known Cookie for probably 25 years. I've known of her and then I've known her. And I'm not even the one who said, let's have Cookie come speak. Like, and so that's what's pretty amazing to me is I, when we started talking about it, I was like, yes, we need to have Cookie come. But um, Cookie Wilson, her real name is Colleen, for those of you who don't know. She's been married to Denny for 42 years. She has three married children, one living in Indy, one living in Denver, and one living in Nashville. They have seven grandkids. She's been retired for 10 years after working in the social services field for 20 years. She enjoys biking, walking, reading, gardening, and traveling. And, the, and if you don't know Cookie... You're going to get to know her and you're going to enjoy her. But the one thing I will say is that she has lived out influence in ways that I will never even understand. But when we're talking about women who have leadership and women who have influence, it doesn't matter your position at your paid job. But what matters is, are you willing to invest? Are you willing to give to someone else what you've been given? And what is the influence that you can give on just one other person? So please join me in welcoming Cookie Wilson. I know your theme for this year is leadership. So today I want to talk to you about an aspect of leadership that I think is so important, and that is mentoring. And Stacy, I was like, Stacy should have been speaking on mentoring, right? I mean, what I love is your enthusiasm. It's not surprising that you've started a nonprofit because you have a passion for it. And that was really exciting to hear. So anyway, so I don't have all these like lists of mentoring that I'm going to share with you. It's more just what I feel like I've learned and what I've experienced. Um, Throughout my life, I've been mentored by women and I've mentored women. I feel this has been a great source of growth for me as it has stretched me, it has given me more of a servant's heart, and I have learned so much from other women. Um, I also believe that this is what God calls us to do. He calls us at different times in our life to step out and walk alongside people who need that extra support and encouragement. So as always, when I'm speaking about something, I usually try to give a definition. There were many definitions, but Um, I thought this one fit this group. It is a person who can support, advise, and guide you. They typically take the time to get to know you and the challenges you're facing and then use their understanding and personal experiences to help you improve. Mentors have the potential to become lifelong friends or the relationship might only last until you've reached a goal. There is no one size fits all. So just remember that as we're talking, no one size fits all for being a mentor. So like I said, I want to share with you some of the things that I've I've learned. Um, But first, I want you to know that every one of you in this room 
is and can be a mentor. Um, some of you are already doing it. Some of you have done it, but many women don't think of themselves as a mentor. And some of you in this room feel that way too. I remember um, we had a women to women, we still do a women to women ministry at our church. And um, we would have people sign up to be mentors and people that, that wanted to be mentors. And always that list that wanted to be mentored was way longer. So it didn't matter how old these women were. It didn't matter how many kids they had. Didn't matter how many years they'd been married, how many years they'd worked at their job. They did not think of themselves as a mentor. And so they wanted to be the mentee. So we'd have to call them up, the ones that we knew could be mentors. And um, they would reluctantly agree to be a mentor. And almost always at the end of that, they would say, I loved doing that. That was really good. And it made me realize I can do it. And I wish I would have brought my phone up here, but um, I think I'll remember. Okay, I had a woman text me today, and I don't know if she sometimes comes to this, but somehow she knew that I was speaking on mentoring. And she said, um, I'm praying for you, and maybe sometime we can have a one-on-one, -on -one and you can teach me how to be a mentor. And I just laughed because this woman mentors people all the time. And I just thought, okay, she doesn't even realize that she's mentoring what she is. Okay, so I look back on my own life, and I was thinking about my first mentors, and I would say that they were my two older sisters, uh, mostly my sister that was four years older than me, but I also had a sister seven years older than me. And I mean, the one that was four years older, I looked at everything she did. It, I mean, she was like, she was kind of like really my mom in a sense. And, um, and, and I will say that as I, she was 18 and I was 14, it might not have been good that she was my mentor because she was getting into some probably things she shouldn't have been in, into. But, um, and she still is a mentor to me to, to this day. Both of them are. Um, but then they left home. So then I'm there, you know. And so when I went off to college, then I had another mentor who I, I look at it now that she, yes, she was a mentor. She was one of my professors and she just took an interest in me. And I think she probably took an interest in other people too. But for some reason, I knew that she wanted me to succeed. And I knew that she, anytime I wanted to meet with her, she would take that time to, to just spend with me and, and help me. And so I guess I would ask you the question right now, but you don't have to answer out loud. Um, who was your first mentor? Can you think of, of someone in your life that kind of helped you along? And you know what? They probably didn't even know it. They didn't even know they were mentoring you. I think of a lot of mentoring, we think it's like the word seems kind of formal, but I think mentoring is more, it, it can be formal or informal. You don't have to have that word to it. Um, you might not even realize you're mentoring someone until you really think about it or that they're mentoring you. I was, um, no, wait a minute, girls. Okay, no, I'm right. I'm right. Never mind. I thought I got off track there. Um, so I was thinking of a time that I was mentored, that I'm sure these women didn't know that they were mentoring me. I was a part of a MOPS group, 
And I know you're a lot of you are familiar with that. There are several in the Warsaw area. And I was a mentor mom. So we had it was very similar to this. We had tables of young women. And then we had several mentor moms that would sit at the table and they would, um, you know, just kind of answer questions you had or try to give you advice or whatever. Um, so anyway, I had been meeting with this group for three or four years. And all of a sudden, I started realizing that they were mentoring me and they didn't know it because once I became a mother-in-law and once to a daughter, a daughter-in-law, and once I became a grandma, that's where they started pouring into me because I remember sitting there when we'd have discussions about mothers, about mother-in-laws. Most of it was all very good, but sometimes people would have struggles. And so they'd be sharing something. And in my mind, I'd be thinking, that's me. That's what I do with my daughter-in-law. I need to stop that, you know? And so then um, I remember then becoming a grandma four years later to the same daughter-in-law. Poor thing. I tell her now I'm so sorry that she had to teach me how to be a mother-in-law and to be a grandma. But I remember saying to the group, oh, I I got this blanket especially made. I didn't make it, but I had someone make it. And I really want this to be my first grandchild's favorite thing. So do you think it would be okay if I shared with my daughter-in-law, you know, I want him to grow up with this. I want him to sleep with this for the rest of his life. Will that be, oh, you know, and, and they're like, no, no, do not say that. <laughs> so anyway... I I think they didn't realize that over the years that they mentored me. In fact, I see one of the girls back there that was in my group. Um, anyway, um, I think a lot a lot of mentoring takes place and you don't even realize it's taking place. Mentoring, and so I'll move on. Mentoring takes place in all seasons of our lives. As a student, as a working woman, as a single woman a married woman, a mom, an empty nester, and an aging woman, which would be me. So um, I think all stages of your life, you're looking at people that are ahead of you and, and trying to maybe learn a little bit about what's, what, what's going on and how you can gauge what they're doing so that as you start to move forward, you can remember that. Okay, so, but let's talk about the working woman for a minute. Um, do you remember how you felt starting a new job? I'm assuming everyone has worked here. Um, but think about some of those jobs, like I'm talking even in high school, whatever. I've had so many jobs, if I couldn't even tell you, because I can't remember them now. But um, think about that first week. Think about that first month. When you are, and, you, and some of you introverts think that it would be easier for an extrovert, but I'm an extrovert and there is nothing worse than going into a room where you don't know anybody and you don't know what you're doing. So um, I just think that there could not be anything harder than, than doing that, than being in a situation where everybody knows everybody and everybody knows what they need to be doing. And you're just like, oh, I'm not really sure. So I, that takes me to my, one of my very first jobs that I do remember. Um, I was 18, moving from a small town, kind of like Warsaw, 
um, to the big city, Columbus, Ohio. And I just had to interject this, that I moved with three girls to an apartment complex called Fox and Hounds Swinging Singles Apartments. Yes. And um, why my parents ever let me do that, I don't know. I think I think it's because I was the fourth of five children, and they were just hired by then, and they're just like, do it. And yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I obviously didn't really know what I wanted to do at that time in my life. And so I moved with these three girls, and um, and I we went to a business college for a year. I mean, after I was there for three months, I was like, uh, I really don't want to do this. But I stayed anyway for that year. Anyway, I worked. My first job was at a big hospital called Riverside Hospital. And I mean, it was huge. And I worked in the hematology department, which is where all the brainiacs work. OK, so um, we're talking people that are working on their masters and their doctorates to become researchers and to become doctors. and. I didn't even tell him my name was Cookie. I just had him call me Colleen because I'd always been called Cookie my whole life. I was too embarrassed and too intimidated to tell him my name's Cookie. So I didn't tell him. And I was a secretary and, and there were several other secretaries. Um, but one in particular took me under her wing. She was probably three years older than me, four. I don't know. She'd been there for a little while. She introduced me to people. She invited me to lunch. She showed me all the inner workings of the job. If I ever had a question, she didn't make me feel like it was stupid. She answered my question. I still remember that. That was, wow, I don't know. That was close to 40 years, I think, 40, 40 more. I don't know how many years ago it was, but it was a long time ago that I remember this and how she was a mentor to me. I can't even remember her name now. But there will always be someone in your life who is less experienced than you that you can be a support to. Let me repeat that. There will always be someone in your life who is less experienced than you that you can be a support to. Another thing I learned, if you wait to be asked or until you are ready, to step out to, to do some kind of mentoring, you probably won't do it. Because most women aren't going to ask because they're like, oh, well, that person's too busy. They couldn't take time out to mentor me. Or um, they're just going to think um, that they, you really don't want to be with them. Like, they don't really even know you. Why would they want to be your mentor? So there's all those kind of insecure feelings going on. Um, and as far as being ready, when are we ever ready? When are we ever ready to do anything? Get married, move out on our own, have children, all of that. Um, there is one person that I did ask if I could be in a mentoring relationship with them. I didn't say I would be their mentor, but I was about 30 some years older than, than them. So I figured they'd probably want me to be the mentor. But I had known this, have known this person since. They were in high school, and I actually wanted them to date my son, which they didn't. And then they both ended up getting married to other people, so it's fine. They're, they're all good. Um, but anyway, um, so she worked with me, and I worked a couple days a week, and we also went to the same church, and 
I really liked her and she kind of reminded me a little bit of me when I was that age. And I just thought, you know, if I don't ask her to do this, I don't know if we're really going to really spend that much time together because I think I had stopped working then or whatever. I can't remember. And so one day I just said, hey, would you want to be in a mentoring relationship? And she said, yes. And it was Laura Roberts said. <laughs> so thank you for saying yes. And I want to say that um, you have mentored me as well. It ha- and, and again, so it goes both ways, right? And again, there are times when I have asked her advice on things and it has been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. Um, okay, sometimes we are asked to mentor someone that we really don't want to mentor. And I, and I think, you know, sometimes when God is calling you to do that and you just need to, you need to pray about it. You need to pray. Does God really want me to meet with this person? So a woman, this was one other time a woman did ask me to mentor her and she wanted me to mentor her in the area of friendship. Um, I already knew that she was pretty needy. I knew that she had a hard time with some other relationships. She had a hard time setting up boundaries. And the other very sad thing was that she had had a brain tumor. And so she had had brain surgery and that left her wheelchair bound, legally blind. Um, She had a very difficult time talking. She couldn't have teeth in her mouth. So it, it was just a hard situation. But I thought, okay, I think God wants me to do this, so I'm going to do this. Um, We met at her mom's house, which was very small, and and we met in one of the bedrooms, which was tiny. It was very warm, kind of like it is in here right now. Um, (laughs) No, it was worse, actually. And she had three cats that were right in that room, and I love cats. I've had cats all my, my growing up life, but one of the cats would want to sit on my lap. And then as I started petting it, it would roll over, I'd start to pet it on its, its belly. And then it would just start bite, biting me, attacking. And yeah. So it was, you know, that was just pretty uncomfortable. And then on top of that, and I will say that I did ask her to put that cat in another room, which she did. So that was nice. But I wasn't sure that her mom really wanted me to be there. She was pretty standoffish when, when we first started meeting. And so that was a little uncomfortable. Many times I didn't want to go. I can't tell you the number of times I didn't want to go. And um, I had a friend that would, I'd call her, I'd text her, please pray for me. I'm going over to her house. I usually went for a couple of hours. And I am telling you, every time I left there, God moved. He moved in that relationship. But then the next time I was ready to go back, I, the same thing would happen. I got, oh, I don't want to do this. This is so hard. We ended up meeting. Um, I did put boundaries up. So we met once a month for five years until she passed away. And it makes me kind of want to cry because, and I got to get this ring. She, um, I, do, I don't think I realized how much I grew to care about her. And the relationship kind of, again, went back and forth. And she just taught me a lot about loving someone who isn't maybe lovely and someone who really has struggles. So um, so when you feel like God's calling you to mentor someone and you really, oh, you really don't want to do it, pray about it, really pray about it. 
And I think you're going to find it's going to be a good thing. Okay, even if you don't mentor, we already talked about this, but even if you don't mentor someone formally, there are opportunities every day to encourage and support those in need. I have had a friend in Warsaw for almost 40 years who has walked in every stage of life. And I I feel like even though she's my good friend, I have also asked her advice on things. I'd ask, ask for her discernment. I trust her. I know she'll tell me the truth. And I think she feels the same about me. So although she's my friend, she's still my mentor. And I think that many of you can have those kinds of relationships. One area I wished I had been mentored in more is being a pastor's wife. I've been a pastor's wife for 40 years. Gladdening. Great to do that with you. Um, I, early on, you know, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have podcasts. We didn't have everything right there that we could just look at to help us know how to deal with different situations. Um, I did read some good books. Um, I, I always appreciated Kay Warren, Jill Briscoe. Does anyone remember her? Um, and I knew some wives in our community too, but the problem was we were all kind of in the same stage of life where we were raising our kids and we were trying to be a pastor's wife at our church. And so it was just hard to make that, that time to do that. Um, but I always, I thought about it and I prayed about it. And surprisingly, five years ago, God blessed me with a, a pastor's wife who was my mentor for a couple of years. I met with her because um, she was running a Stephen ministry at their church. And I think most of you, I'm putting a plug in for Stephen ministry because it's very near and dear to my heart. Um, several churches do it. Um, you're trained 40 to 50 hours, and then you walk alongside someone who's hurting. And um, so anyway, I met with her to find out how to start that ministry. And by the end of, I think it was two hours, she had just poured into me, poured into me. And oh my gosh, I cried. I was, you know, because I was just sharing some things with her that I didn't realize that I had felt. And she was so good at just listening and offering advice to me. And unfortunately, she had to move. So that lasted. I mean, we could, we still talked on the phone a little bit, but you know, that gets harder and harder. Um, but I do appreciate, I appreciated so much that she came into my life at such a, a great time, a time that I really needed it. Finally, uh, preparing this talk helped to me to see all the ways God has blessed me in mentoring relationships. I hope that this has helped you see the importance of mentoring, as well as some ways you can mentor informally and formally some women in your life. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to have discussion now at your table, and there are some questions on there. But before we get into that, I just want to say as a mentee, someone who's received literally mentoring has changed my life. And I could go into details. You can ask me all the questions you want to. But most recently, because Cookie's my mentor, my family is a safe place to live, which if you know anything about my situation, that's so important. And there's so many benefits 
that outweigh any of the risk of stepping into that relationship. I don't know what you're what is holding you back, but I can tell you right now on the receiving end of things, it could literally change someone's life. Thank you for listening to the Women in the Workplace podcast. Be sure to check out our monthly in-person events. On top of getting to hear from speakers like you just did today, we also have lunch provided and you will get to experience engaging table discussions with other women in the Warsaw community. We'd love to have you join us for lunch the second Monday of the month at The Hub at Winona Lake Grace Brethren Church. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook to keep up to date and to find out about future speakers and events. You can also register at c41.org. That's the letter C, number 4-O-N-E dot org. We can't wait to see you at the next event.